All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Monkey, and you can find me on Twitter at FFLarryMonkey. And as always, right here for oof for one more night of freedom. Just <laughs> a baby on the way at baby DFF. Yeah. DFF, Justin at, Rogers at, and the baby. Yeah, it'll be at crying DFF or at eating DFF or at shitting DFF and maybe one day junior run DFF. Yes. Yeah. Holy moly, you're having a kid. My kid has been a fucking asshole all night. Not I shouldn't say that. He's only four months old. But he's been he's been crying his head off. It's been a disaster. Um he's like give uh, even right now I'm looking at him on the monitor and he's like moving and I'm like, Don't fucking move, dude. Just go to sleep. You know? As soon as he hit three months, he slept through the entire night. He's pulling twelve hours, eleven hour eleven hours a night. And then all of a sudden four months. Apparently there's something called a four month regression. And my and Colin, my boy, is feeling it right now. He's feeling that four month regression where I guess when you're sleep, when you're when a gear shifts into the next like cycle, the, the the baby wakes up. So every like shift into the next like sleep cycle, boom, he, he wakes up again. And you need to help him get back into that slumber. And it just fucking sucks, man. Oh, Anyway, tonight, last night was a disaster, and tonight's and tonight we're recording an hour and forty minutes late. Yeah. Of this so well, I don't we, know we, why I'm wasting this much time on it because we're probably going to wake up again at some point. But you're having well, a baby we, tomorrow, so hell, let's talk about that, man. Well, well, what's funny is, well, hold on, because well, what's funny is we I jumped on. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to roll, and here comes Larry. He pulls me up on the screen. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? And he goes, this is what's up. And he holds Colin up, and Colin looks like it's. He's, it's like it's two o'clock in the afternoon. He's wide ass awake, and I was like, "Uh, yeah. let me just go run and come back later." So that's what I did. I probably just should have recorded the show because it was funny because he was talking the whole time. I'm upstairs when I'm wanting to go to sleep, and he's just like, He just starts like blabbering. He's in that part of his life now. Oh man, I'm just like, dude, you're cutting into this podcast. My wife, you know, she hates the pod, so she's just like. Stop prioritizing your podcast, blah, 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 blah. Like, you, he's sick, you know, because Cassidy came home, you know, got us all sick again, you uh-huh. know, for the second time since they, uh, you know, removed the mask mandate, even though, you know, the transmission percentage is fucking jacked up to this, this, another, back up to 10%, which is like fucking holiday territory. I don't know. Nuts, man! I'm fucking. Well, I'm pissed. I'm. A, I'm. I'm. I'm, a, I'm. I need. I need the podcast. I need this uh, Guinness I'm well, drinking right now. I, I went out and smoked a bowl, fucking like two hours ago. It's like not even. High, dude, not, I'm not even fucking baked well, anymore. Well, well. I don't know. I'm ruining the show. I'm bringing the show down three minutes in. But hey, man! Congratulations on the <laughs> What time you yeah. hit? What time you headed to uh, the uh, delivery room tomorrow? We're headed in at two o'clock p.m. I said two o'clock to somebody early, and like two in the morning. I'm like, no, we're not going at two in the damn morning. Is that a real thing? Yeah, so we're going in. We're going in at two tomorrow. That's uh, Thursday the twelfth. Five. No, no, no. no. Thursday the twelfth. What comes after Thursday the twelfth? Oh, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, there's a good chance that little man could be born on Friday the thirteenth. Could be little Eddie Munster or something, right? Right. Or it could be Jason. You name him Jason. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I don't think my wife is down for that. <laughs> no. Call him Freddy, you know, yeah. Freddy Krueger Rogers. Oh man, I don't. What's I don't, a, let me, I'll, I'll, You know, Krueger could, could work. What Maybe about? Like, let's think Kruger of all the Rogers. all the scary names that uh, we can name this guy. You know. Yeah, we, we probably know. pump some weird ass shit. You just call him Skull, Skull Rogers. Skull. Except <laughs> it'll be S K O L Skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be a Vikings fan, right? Yeah. Uh, but look, they told her today she went in for her, you know, weekly appointment, and she's thirty-nine weeks tomorrow. Sure. And they told her he's measuring nine pounds six ounces. Oh, yeah. Which he could be a that could be a pound off. So maybe he is only, and I say in quotes, only eight pounds six ounces or whatever. Nice. But yeah, he's a he's a big boy. My daughter was six pounds five ounces and twenty-one and a half inches long. 
Hmm. She looked like a, a, I, w- I was putting some drapes up earlier and I was hanging curtain rods. I was, and I was oh, talking I to her about was... it and I was like, she looked like a curtain rod. She was so skinny. Hmm. So Interesting. You guys going to eat the placenta? That is not something I do. <laughs> nope. I may be the Mississippi hippie or the redneck hippie from Mississippi is what I may be, but I am not that. Nope. 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 You have it. Like a Friday the Thirteenth type of thing, no? Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be twist. good without it. I appreciate it. I do know someone who teethed Five, one, on two. their own umbilical cord. That was a thing back in the day. What? Do you bite I, it with your teeth? That's fucking. The, that doesn't make any sense at all. Why would someone do that? They the actually it was I bartended with this lady and her son was my age, and she, and he was also a friend of mine and. uh she gave him the umbilical cord to teeth on. Oh, to teeth on. I thought, I thought I thought I thought somebody cut it with their teeth. What the hell? And I was like, dude, no, there's like so, 10 minutes trying to chew through that thing. I was like, there's so much fucking mayhem going on at that moment. <laughs> I'm like, so they're gonna wait for some did dude you, to fucking Larry, did, chomp you the, did you cut the umbilical cord on your kids? Uh just on one of them. Yeah. Uh, the the boy, uh, my daughter. It was there was like it was a, it was a crazy scene like there was like a dozen people in the room it was like one of those wow. like oh my god like because cord was wrapped around her neck three times and every oh, time wow. yeah. every time she pushed it was just it was just tightening around her neck so it was like a whole scene oh fuck here we go yeah so stirring over there yeah well he's sick and it sucks yeah. because he's just like you know he's just good uh, uh, you know, congested and stuff like that. You know, Cassidy, of course, comes home sick from school, gives it, is in Colin's face. We're like, get out of his face. You're going to get him sick. And you know how that goes. So he's sick. I'm sick. Seven doesn't feel well. It's just like, it's just a fucking shit show over here. I shouldn't even be up right now. I should be asleep. So yeah, I cut the umbilical cord with a scissor and I was like, whoa, I didn't, I'm not into the blood and guts and stuff like that. So I was just like, all right. Well, First, I was first. I was like, eh, and I was like, all right, you know what? Well, you know, this is a moment. Let me do it. Yeah, yeah. I did it for I did it for Frankie, my daughter. Um, but I'm I don't care about that stuff. Like none of that bothers me. Yeah, I'm I didn't. Ha- I mean, didn't have to. What smells? Smells. They mess with my. Uh, what my well being? Any what bad smell? Hell? But as far as like looking at something or feeling something, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, all right, so I don't know what what direction you're headed into now with you. Well, I was just saying, like cutting the umbilical cord, none of that blood and guts and all that—that that doesn't matter to me. I I was down in the business end watching watching the head come out. That's oh, so, yikes! No, not me, I man. I don't cool. any part of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cool, you know. Mm. Like oh, there's there's a head full of hair coming out. Yeah. You know what's cool? The 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 tweet by John Bosch announcing that the FCC yeah. eliminators are now open to sign up, and you know, of course, the hot sauce pod. It's been a FC eliminator uh, celebrity. <laughs> host, you know, we host them, whatever. Uh, the more, the merrier. We're trying to raise money. You know, it's like a it's not a mandatory donation, but you know, it's like a wink, wink. You know, send right. 10, ten bucks this over here this way. So it's like a ten dollar donation, and you know, the more we fill up, the more money we can raise for uh, fantasy cares, toys for Tots. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's uh, basically the it's the kickoff to the Scott Fishbowl season. So that's exciting. So I, I joined a couple already. Oh boy, I thought you said you were just gonna. Oh boy, what? you said you were only gonna do <laughs> hot sauce ones. You're such a sucker. Yeah, well, you know like what? Twelve of them. Oh, you're, you're gonna have a baby, and you're gonna be like, "Fuck, you're not gonna be able to leave the house, man." I'm not gonna, you're gonna uh, be able to run. I don't know how you're gonna fit in a run and podcast. Your wife's gonna fucking hate you. Jeez. No, you see, like runs easy. I even have to go to work for a couple of days next week for a few hours to finish up a job. Uh, yeah. Just kind of is what it is. I've been waiting for these people to bring their the countertop in so I can put the backsplash on this. Ah, this, dude, uh, I should have had you do some. I should have had you. I should have put you to work, man. When you uh, oh, no, no. you know, drinking <laughs> is a lot more fun than work. Trust me. You can make some money. You got to move to Jersey, bro. Mississippi. Hey, well, this is what I wanted to ask you, man. How was? Did you uh, celebrate uh, Confederate Memorial Day yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't celebrate a day of treason. 
<laughs> do they have that in Mississippi? I'm sure they do. Yeah. So, you know, Are it's the banks uh, closed and stuff. You, you know that down here, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is also Robert E. Lee Day. Yeah, that's a true story. So Confederate Memorial Day is something that South Carolina, I guess, celebrates. Or I became aware of it because it is a national holiday in South Carolina. And after reading about it, and I've never heard of this before. I've never heard of Confederate Memorial Day until thanks to Twitter, I guess. Right. I, they I close. It's, a, it's like a fucking bank holiday in South Carolina where everything's closed. That's insane. But what's yeah? But what's interesting is that it didn't become a holiday until the year Martin Luther King Day was a holiday. To, to be even more oh, yeah, like yeah. So childish. That's insane. Like that's exactly what happened. The Robert E. Lee. That's Robert E. Lee's birthday or whatever. They celebrate at the same time, and that's exactly what happened. Is that uh, during the civil rights stuff after, I think it was like 1989 or 1991 when, when MLK became an official holiday, that was when Robert E. Well, Lee's birthday became All the racists well. were like, we need a day. Can't exactly. give a black person a day. We need, you know, what about us? We're racists. We need Still a racist hanging day. on to that. Yeah, yeah. All that white supremacy. It doesn't I'm make any it sense. Up. Hold on. It was on. the same year as uh, Martin Luther, well, the, the Confederate Memorial Day. I've never heard of. And you know what? They don't teach us any of that stuff. I never learned that. I never learned about Juneteenth until a couple of years ago. And I'm like in my late 40s. It doesn't make any sense. 1986 was when the first federal Martin Luther King Jr. Day began. All those racists came out. I can, I can give this black guy a day. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Robert E. Lee Day. Oh, God. Yeah. It's it's insane, man. The, the, you know. I can't believe everything is like repeating itself. It's like nothing's changed. We haven't learned anything. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, in like a thousand years, we're all going to be the same color if we're still, if we haven't blown up the place yet. We'll oh, all yeah, be the right, same right. color. This is toast. But whatever, man. That's for, that's, that's for a different podcast. Okay. So we'll get into this. So Run DFF is having his uh, baby DFF tomorrow. Uh, we will, we're going to give everybody a week off. We're going to take a week off, but we have a special release a one hour show where me and Justin go head to head. And argue about country music has nothing no, no, no. to do with Larry, football. Larry, we didn't argue about country music. We argued about the music you like and some, and then real country music. It's too oh, you again with the real country music. <laughs> so fucking. Ugh. You guys can catch that. You guys can catch that next week on the pod. It's an hour yeah. of just of the last 10, 15 seconds. The Dynasty Hot Sauce Listener League is expanding. By the way. Only a couple more spots to go, thanks to Stevie D, who's bad at fantasy football. He just he he's gotten in the league because he didn't like what we were saying. We didn't like what we were saying about him last week, did he? No, no, he came in strong. He said, "You know what? Fuck all you guys. I'm coming in and winning it." That's what he said. I swear, that's what he said. He messaged you and said that. Well, maybe not those exact words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ad libbing a little bit. I'm, I'm uh, maybe embellishing a smidge. Good, but yeah. No, he said he's ready to roll. So. Nice. Any questions asked about? Um, no, you know, I think who, who? he. Uh, I think he came to terms with the uh, anonymity. All right, are you ready to talk football or what, well, man? Let's talk rookie drafts. They're happening right now. Yeah. It's rookie drafts. And how many have you done? Uh, have you completed any? Yes, I have completed two. I've completed two. I completed a. The Run and Gun Scott Connor League, which is a mm -hmm. Debbie Depleted League, which is super fun because you can draft 12 Devi picks. The first you can draft 12 Devi guys anywhere then, in the rookie draft. Anywhere in the rookie draft, there is like yeah. six or Not seven rounds that. in the rookie draft. You, yeah. we only draft five rounds of rookies. You can draft 12 Devi guys, and then that's it for Devi. And you gotta just go right to rookie. So it kind of sure. it kind of pushes down rookie class. Sure. Because because you're looking at, you know, the first quarterback was like CJ. The the 101 in this particular rookie draft was CJ Stroud. I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning of this league. I've just been loading up on Debbie guys. So I have like Bijan Robinson and and the sixth round, the first six picks are Debbie picks. And the and the sixth round does not occur until like the third week of preseason. Yeah, I remember that something about that twist there. Right, which is also pretty cool because things kind of shake out and, you know, you kind of get there's a little more college uh, buzz around the college guys. So, yeah, I did this rookie draft. It was a lot of fun. CJ Stroud, uh, Dynasty Theory had uh, the 102. They took Jackson Smith Najiba. Is that nice yeah. uh, 103 went Drake London. Then I was up with the 104. I took uh, Kayshawn Bouillette. 
Shane picked after me. He went with uh, Jordan Addison, which is another uh, Debbie guy, wide receiver. So this thing, all right, so how many of the top 12 of the first rounders were already taken because they were Debbie? Oh. And, like, who is the top available rookie? Okay. The top available rookie was uh, Drake London. Okay, Drake I'll give London you. The, I'll give you the top. The top twelve picks in this league. There were. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Half of the first round were Devi picks. So, I mean, Kenny Walker was in there. Kenny, I was not okay. So now, now we're getting into this. So I had the 109. I had the 104 and the 109 in this um, in this draft. I traded um, Scott Connor, Daryl Henderson for the 109 during the season. Kenny Walker goes 108. I'm will be. I'm I'm a playoff team now. First year playoff team potential 2022 2023 is my year that's my year i've been planning for i'm very light at running back i was gonna take kenny walker at the 109 uh he goes 108 so now i'm sitting at 109 garrett wilson's out there chris olave Jamison williams kenny pickett i'm i was like god eh." i wasn't really thrilled with all those all those guys saw I, I throw something out in our group me chat i was like somebody somebody trade me for this pick right away i get a i get an offer for the 203 and 204 for the 109. Now, the 203, 204 is can't go wrong because I could take Debbie guys and I could take who's ever pushed down. It's not that far off from the 109. Okay. 109 went Garrett Wilson. Now, mind you, I also have, um, obviously, I have Zach Wilson and I have Elijah Moore and I have Michael Carter. So I didn't want to load up on the Jets, you know, as much. And, and Elijah Moore, I tell you, if he goes, if he was in this draft, he would be a top five pick. He'd be right up there with Garrett Wilson. Elijah Moore is a fucking stud. Anyway, whether you like it or not. Chris Olave goes 110. Jamison Williams 111. Sky Moore. I was thinking maybe Jamison Williams might fall to me. Uh, Sky Moore was probably the bi- uh, kind of a shocker there at 112. Then this is... So now it's 113. One, two, three. So now it's three picks until, until me. I had my eyes on... I was going to take Kenny Pickett if he fell. I was just like, no one's interested in Pickett here. I'm totally going to jack him. It's the way it's headed. And I had my eye on Xavier Worthy, which is a uh, Debbie guy, Texas wide receiver, who is currently projected to be the uh, wide receiver one in the 2024 class. Mm-hmm. I had my eye on him and Pickett for the 203-204. Skymore goes 112. Sean Tucker, rookie run, um, the Debbie running back. Uh, I think he's Syracuse. Uh, goes one thirteen. Then you have the two one two two, and then I have the next two picks. Two one two two. Xavier Worthy, Kenny Pickett gets sniped right right before my two picks. The two guys that I was kind of targeting, that I was like, oh, you know, it'll be nice for these guys to follow me. And I and I and I'm pretty good at quarterback. I just took Pickett because I figured he's going to be successful. I'll be able to turn him for something, or maybe a first, maybe a Debbie pick, but whatever. So you trade off the one hundred nine. Let's get let's speed it up a little bit. All right. Long story. Long. Okay. So I I lost yeah, down on the long story very short. I, I lost down the two guys I was targeting. I was hoping one of them would fall my way. I really was. Right. I really thought Xavier Worley was going to fall my fall to me. I expected Pickett to be gone at that point. I wanted a starter, and I wanted, and I was like, I'm taking a Debbie guy. So I took Christian Watson, who was probably be, was clearly best available at that point, and Quentin Johnson, who was a Debbie guy, wide receiver, probably ranked in the 23 class. He's probably like, will probably be like the 105, 106. Actually, not a super flex. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's probably the wide receiver. He'll probably be the wide receiver three yeah. or, or wide receiver. He, he's his uh, tier is like wide receiver three to wide receiver five. Gotcha um, for twenty twenty three. Bouyet, who I'm, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, and uh, JSN or JNS JSN. Those are those guys are duking it out for the one hundred one, one hundred two next year in twenty twenty three. Quentin Johnson's kind of like the next tier after that. So I ended up with, and this is a start three wide receiver, start 13. Uh, another guy I had my eye on was Braylon Allen, who's supposed projected to be the 101, 102 running back mm-hmm. in 2024. And I have a shot this year, I feel like. Uh, like I said, 2023 is like what I'm aiming for. Overall, because I made some trades, I gave us some picks, I moved up to get. Oh, so oh, here we go. The 304, uh, Malik Willis. Best exactly, available. Exactly where you should go. Yeah, I'm, I took I'm him over in a Debbie depleted draft. I took him over uh, Desmond Ritter at 304. That's fine, especially in Debbie depleted. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's probably been what 10, 10 people that uh, like the, at that point there had been like 10 Debbie people go off before him. So he's probably like the 206. But then you got to think that there was already a bunch of players gone. So he was probably the late second, early third. Yep. 
value wise. So yeah, that's fine. He went for I'm in an auction right now. He went for three hundred dollars on the nose, which is equivalent to right between the one fourteen and one fifteen. It's a fourteen teamer with a couple of bonus picks. So basically the two oh two, three hundred dollars even. The twelfth Devi pick went the two twelve. So it was all That's rookies. After that. in front of yeah. So the twelve rookie the twelve Devi guys went were gone by the twenty fifth overall pick. Sure. So he was basically the two oh four, but that was Devi depleted more realistically with like six or eight of those players. I mean, guys taken after him were Zamir White, Brian Robinson, I'm getting more to the, the structure of what happened more than the the actual people involved, like the strategy of it and stuff like that. Yeah, you're talking about when you look at a Debbie league and you're looking at what is already off the board. It's if you're at this end of the second round, it's likely that you're not looking at all twelve of the Debbie picks from last year were hits. You know, you've maybe got six or seven that would have been those early to you know those first first and second rounders because you're going to have some guys that disappear. Spencer Rattler and oh yeah, DJU and goes the guys like that. They they completely disappeared off the radar. Oh, there's a there's a team that had Devi focused drafter oh, or team builder, right? And 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 you're looking at this guy's draft after draft. You're like, oh my god, he's killing it. He's taking every guy that is supposed projected to be unbelievable. Yeah, he has Pitts. He has Farmuth Pitts. He just kept okay. So here he goes. He has Rattler, DJU, Isaiah Spiller, Ky- Kyron Williams, Pickens, Windemeyer, all those guys that were yeah. like two years ago were supposed to be the shit. Right. And again, he has he, you know, he's got he's got Jameer Gibbs and, and and Pitts and but yeah, he based his team around Debbie Youth. And at the when he was drafting these guys, everyone was like, Man, this guy's got building an amazing team. But then yeah, here you got you got these guys that just flamed out. That's uh, that, that's the risky part about trying to build around Debbie is that yeah you're gonna have a hit rate much lower even way lower than a rookie a rookie mm-hmm. draft you know like yeah you've got to kind of be concerned about well if you go heavy like super heavy in Debbie and then you're you're you know pot committed on that if you don't hit on 70 percent of those guys you're shit up a creek yeah. because you're we're just, we're not even talking about when I say hit I don't even mean hit like they perform. I mean, hit like they get the draft capital and they're good rookie picks. Well, last year I had the 102 and this guy had the 101 and he took DJU and I took yeah. Bijan Robinson. Oof. Um, I also, yeah, so I also had, I also had uh, three sixth round picks, which the the one, the six one through the six six are Debbie. Uh-huh. Uh, I took Zach Evans and Eric Gray. Now, Zach Evans is projected to be like the RB2, RB3 um, in 2023. Eric Gray has fallen off the map. So that that was, you know, that's that's your Debbie roll of dice. Sam Howell was a Debbie pick of mine. Yeah. Uh, and he was the, and when I took him, he was pretty, if he had come out that year, he would have been like a top five overall pick. Yeah. But, you know, now he's just got no man's land draft capital. You know, I mean, he might sniff the field. If I mean, I don't. It's so weird with these these rookie quarterbacks this year. The way they 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 have fallen, and I don't know if it's teams were just uh, maybe next year is just so enticing that they were they just were just like, who cares about this year? I don't know what it is about this year and the way the quarterbacks were interpreted. But I, well, I mean, we'll obviously see it on the well, field. They suck. That's really what it comes down to is they suck. But could they be for Kirk Cousins? You know how he was drafted late. No, like it's like, like a Sam Howell it would be. It would be a miracle if one of the guys was a Kirk Cousins and Sam Howell ain't it. Sam yeah. Howell is is he, dust. Yeah, I, I mean, I know he's dust, but he was drafted and who maybe he can, the who's, round. Uh, that's not who's that's who's, who's OK. So is what Taylor Henneke? Is he the backup to Carson Wentz? Yeah. And Sam Howell's just just like the throwing. Oh, no, he's dude. like the, he's like the James Morgan. Look, if you guy. took away if you took away Sam Howell's name and put a fifth round yeah. draft. Yep, he'd be Jake Fromm or whatever. Here you go. So James Morgan is some random fucking one of Joe Douglas's uh, his first draft. He took James Morgan quarterback in the fourth round, and everybody was up in arms. And he's they cut him because he was a fourth round fucking shit quarterback. These quarterbacks had so much fucking hype, and but you have to. No one is accepting the draft capital. They're all just they're all just embracing it like oh they're still quarterbacks even though they were drafted with this shit draft capital look at those quarterbacks look at all the quarterbacks in draft in the same round as, as all of these guys 
How it's going to be? It's, it will be an unbelievable, like a Guinness World Record, if any of these guys hit yeah, based on their draft I capital. Just would rather. So I've got a guy. Uh, you know, we're in this auction, and Kenny Pickett just went for, and I pushed it up to I think six hundred ninety nine dollars, yeah. which is basically the one oh five one oh six. It's a fourteen team superflex, and I got a buddy who, and I have a I have the the big stack. You know, not by a significant margin, but I have the big stack in the uh, auction. I had a bunch of rollover money from last year. And I got a friend who has heavily invested in players and doesn't have a whole lot of picks. And he was like, Pickett should go for $850. And I was like, I don't want to get stuck with Pickett for $850. But we, I've discussed how back into the first round draft capital is not all that great. I, I don't feel super confident about Kenny Pickett. It's like, you know, if if he Pickett. falls in my lap, that's fine. But I'm not going to overpay for him. You know, 850 is basically 102, 103. But what I'm getting at, this money rolls over every year. Hmm. So in this particular auction, why would I want to spend $850 in 2022 on Kenny Pickett when I could go and spend $850 on CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Bijan, whatever next year? Yeah. You know, like I'm going to have that opportunity to spend something in that range for a much better prospect. So I think like auctions, especially. You know, you can't roll over. You can roll over picks sometimes, especially early to mid first this year. Uh, not necessarily late first. It's going to be hard to roll over without giving a little sweetener on top to get to 23. But for an auction where you roll money over, why yeah. would you overpay this year for a player? Like, it just nope. doesn't make any sense. And I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to explain that to him. And he's like, well, he's going to be a starting quarterback. And I said, I don't care that he's going to be a starting quarterback in 23, 24, whatever. I'm going to get a guy next year that's going to be a starting quarterback with a much better prospect, you know, prospect pro, prospect profile. Right. I'm more concerned about fielding a competitive team this year. And so I'll stick with the Brees Halls and the Garrett Wilsons of the, of the world and see what I get from there. But I, I think it's important to kind of realize where you're at when you're looking at the draft board mm -hmm. and understanding that why waste a pick this year on Malik Willis, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral in the early second when you can do more next year with your picks. You know, like I would, if I could push, depending on who's available, that mid to late second into a 23 second, I would just for the hell of it because that's a piece I can use to trade. Like I'm not going to be able to trade, you know, a guy in the, in the, that I got in the late second unless he hits big. I'm not going to be able to trade him for a win now piece in november when i'm trying to make a run so when you get to the late second early third what's the position that you that you tend to shoot for do you have a position that's off limits do you have a position you like to go no for? has nothing to do with that i'm looking at draft capital in the nfl draft yeah that's my first like line of defense like where were they drafted or like you know because that will determine did the team trade up for them you know because that happens a lot did this team eyeball them and and say i'm you know i'm coming up for these guys for this guy uh, what else am I looking for? Opportunity, depth chart, that's important. Drafts that happen right after the NFL draft, or it's kind of hard to to make that determination because you're just going off of experts and analysts and everyone, you know, basically us. We all know we're all on the same. It's almost like a big group, the group think type of thing. Yeah. At this point, that's what it is now before the training camps and the preseason games and all that kind of shakes out. But now's the time where you can kind of like, oh, I got my eye on this guy. It's good to follow the beat writers. I mean, I've said this before If you're on Twitter. If you follow beat writers for teams, they'll give you the inside scoop on certain guys. But uh, yeah, then you use your gut, man. I'm an old timer, so I'll use my gut. See, I, get I, I get feelings about guys. You know? I got a little different thing going on when I get to the late second. And, you know, there's some guys like Alec Pierce has decent draft capital and, and goes oh. to a good spot. Well, his measurables are amazing. He goes to a great spot. Uh, think about his college situation. He was making some acrobatic catches. Like, if he had a better quarterback throwing to him, he would have a much better line. Well, he goes off at, at the... Uh, 209 so the 21st yeah. pick i like um, love the alex pierce um he was uh the the 21st pick of the second round by indy and that's perfectly fine draft capital but then i get to jalen tolbert that's the next wide receiver the wide receiver 13 the it's amazing yeah that no one ever really spoke about this guy here's where i think my my cutoff is the second round for wide receivers basically like anything past the second round for wide receivers is is not that interesting for me so I look at that guy and I'm like, why would I take a, a Jalen Tolbert when I can get a Brian Robinson? 
Jelani Woods or Jalen Tolbert in a 1.5 tight end? I think I'd just take Jelani Woods because I think that he could potentially be a, a difference maker at his position. I don't think Jalen Tolbert is ever anything except a dude, like a wide receiver 3-4 at best. He has no ceiling. So I think Jelani Woods could end up being tied in 10 or 12, I think, whatever. I'd rather shoot for upside, and that's where that's where I think I differ from maybe you, where you look at some of these guys and you're like, oh, third-round wide receiver, went to a good Ooh. situation. I'm like, well, what do I care about that guy? When well, I, and, for instance, Tyrion Davis-Price right. goes, to, goes in the third round to San Francisco. Do I think he's an every week starter? No. But I think if Elijah Mitchell gets hurt, he's got his shot. They love Trey Sermon. <laughs> nobody <laughs> loves Trey. Nobody, nobody loves Trey Sermon. Nobody loves what Trey Sermon. What a waste of a guy, fucking was the, remember that guy was a first round pick, right? Late yes, round. He was, like the, he was yeah, a late he was first, Keyshawn right? Vaughn. He was Keyshawn Vaughn. Remember? He's Keyshawn Vaughn. But I'd rather take a shot on Tyrion Davis Price than I would Jalen Tolbert or Wandell Robinson, even. And, I know Wandale got a little bit better draft capital, but he's also teeny tiny. He's going to fit in someone's back pocket as they like. He's going to hop into a lineman's back pocket like a little kangaroo, except on the backside, and he's going to get carried to the end zone. I don't know how this is going to work for him. What he's wee I little. I just went out and got up and got a beer. I come back. You're talking about a fucking kangaroo. What? Well, what? yeah. What? Wandale hopping in the, hopping in a kangaroo pouch so that he can get to the end zone because he ain't getting there by himself. You know, I, I speaking of Debbie, I'm only in a two. Debbie type of leagues, and I I picked up I, when I didn't know anything about a Debbie league. I just started throwing money all over the place. I didn't know anything about anything, so I was just like, just like a fucking, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it. But uh, in this and this is the pigs league. I, anyway, long story short, I end up with uh, Wandell Robinson like two or three years ago. <laughs> and again, this is what you this is what you do. You roll the dice with the Devi League. You end up with guys that just fucking. He's got the draft capital. He's Once got the judgment capital. His judgment. Everyone was like, "Oh, he he's like." We you might mistake, mistake him for a, a sixth grader, you know? Yeah, he's five eight. He comes up to my my elbows, you know. I was five eight. Fre- my freshman year of high school, I was five eight, one hundred and twenty eight pounds. And that's yeah, not well. too far off from Wandel Robinson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was like another guy that I, that really intrigues me as to why he's going so high, and it's because the pre hype, like the pre draft hype. Isaiah Spiller. This is a fourth round running back who has gone to a situation where there's a clear number one there in Austin Eckler, and he's still getting drafted at the two oh seven. Why? I'm okay with the 207. Why though? Because you 207 got... is no man's land in a, in a rookie draft. It's not the... It's like you're Who would you about, rather have? Like that's I think the 219th pick. But let's talk about let's talk about situation. Okay. Do you, yeah. Would you rather have Isaiah Spiller on the Chargers behind Eckler or Damian Pierce? Very similar draft capital. Damian Pierce goes 16 picks earlier in the NFL draft. Whatever. I want Spiller. I think. Oh no. See, I, I give me Damian Pierce. He's got no competition. Yeah, but you're but hoping for an I'm, Eckler I'm, injury. Yeah, I'm looking at what I'm looking at is also the team now. Spiller and Eckler, Spiller's mo- is is in the running to be the number two, the RB two on that team. Sure, because they can't, they don't have, they don't have one right they've now. They've got they, nobody. They've yeah. been looking for one for a couple of years now. And they haven't. They keep striking out. So Spiller. Well, they're not really looking that hard because they're over here taking fourth and fifth rounders. So well, they're clearly I mean, not that interested in it. They just get Eckler's great and all, but I mean, he's still got some wear and tear, and he's he's another year older. There's, you're in that Justin Herbert offense, man. They're going to use you. He, he's, I love Isaiah Spiller with that with and running backs. The draft capital is, uh, I mean, all draft capital is important, but running backs, you still find those diamonds in the in the later rounds. And I and I and I just I just picked on somebody on Twitter because of because of that today. Some guy was I don't think the talent I don't think the talent is much different there at all. In fact I think Damian Pierce is the more athletic dude for by a good bit. I was picking on us the PFF uh some PFF stats guy was on a Jets podcast and he was he was poo-pooing the Brees Hall pick saying that well, you know they, they wasted draft capital and run taking a running back so high and playing the stats say this and that and, that and i'm just like dude i got two i got two names for you elijah mcguire Trenton cannon i'm tired of drafting those guys what do i mean those are fifth round joe douglas figures has got the draft figured out acquire the fifths and sixths during the the year and during the draft 
you dump the fifth and sixth to move up and get your guy. And that's what the Jets did, man. It's perfect. It, the fifth round picks are just garbage. Elijah McGuire, Trenton Cannon, you get these guys are nothing. These guys aren't even in the DLF. Yeah, you know what you're you know what you're arguing right now that fifth round picks or whatever are, are trash, but here you are arguing that you'd want to have uh fourth exactly. round Isaiah Spiller yes. on your team. Because because he's going to be great with well, the Chargers. Because I say Spiller was the RB two in all of our dynasty okay, colleagues. You know what rankings. we learned real quick. You know what we learned real quick. We don't know prior to this. Prior to the prior to the combine, Isaiah Spiller was yes. the RB two. Okay, and you know what we learned. We learned we don't know shit. We learned that that real quick on draft night when we're all expecting Malik Willis and maybe even Matt Corral to go in the first round and they're in the third. Like we learn real quick that we don't know as much as we think we know. That's where this is the problem with with people in rookie drafts is that you're still stuck on thinking, you know, more than the NFL. And the NFL is telling you whether you like it or not, that they don't like these guys. And so they're letting them drop, et cetera. You know, they they go out and get a Jahan Dotson because they like him. They go out and get, you know, uh, a Sky Moore because they like them. They let Malik Willis and Sam Howell and Isaiah Spiller drop because they don't like them. You know, like if they were good, they'd be getting drafted much earlier. I think it's important to keep in mind is that if you're stuck on what they were in the dynasty community back in January, you're, it's like taking a magazine to your redraft and sitting down with your buddies and pulling out the the magazine that was written in freaking right. like who's this uh, April, you know? Who's this Pachenko guy? You know, this is the new he's just KC. another he's a body in ah, he's another. What was the Casey running back a couple years back? You could have gotten a first round pick for this guy, Spencer Ware. Is that who you're going with? No, 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 no. Because you could at the end of that season, he had a little run there. No, no, so rookie, he was young a rookie. guy. Maybe it was the next year. Well, are you talking about Kareem Hunt? No, come on. <laughs> Just want to make sure, like, all right, you could have got a first for him for I'll a while. I'll tell you right now. Here we go. 2019 was the first. Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson. Yes. 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 Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson. There, was a ta- there was a moment. There was a window there where was. you could have traded a first-round pick for Darwin. You got, a, got or, a first, You could have got a first-round pick for Darwin. There Thompson. was that preseason hype. He got yep. so much hype when he was a fourth-rounder. And guess yep. what? If you didn't cash in on that, you were toast. Because oh no, he was a sixth rounder. Excuse me. Yeah, I almost I almost paid a first for him. I almost did. The guy with the guy with the guy wouldn't budge. <laughs> yeah, he was he was so dust. Like, yeah. and that's the problem is that if you if you take these guys, you kind of get you kind of get locked into them for. This is just what happens is you take the guy and you're like I like him I chose him you know you get a little team a little home team bias you know you got your home your own little dynasty league bias. And then you miss the opportunity to sell one of these fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders. And then they're stuck on your team and they're roster cloggers. You know, the, the people that held down to Philip Lindsay going, Oh, he's going to be great. And now, you know, they didn't cash out on that in year one or two. In my home league, everyone was hassling me. So I just opened up waivers. <laughs> so they've been open. So, so long story short, some some guy today picks up uh, Kenny Walker. <laughs> you have to make it rookie. You have to make it no no rookies. Well, allowed. I didn't. I, well, I, I it's just, it was, the just, there was a guy was just like, hey, I love the ambition. Some dude was like, we were picking on him from picking up Kenny Walker. I was like, yeah, gotta drop him. Yeah. <laughs> go to your go to your waiver setup and say veterans only. Oh boy, you make any trades this week? I don't know if I. I don't remember if I did. Besides draft trade, like besides draft pick trades and yeah, just draft some draft pick trades. No, I've done some negotiation, but I never pulled the trigger on anything. I did make a trade. I did, I did. another. I did, I did another rookie draft. If if you're curious about landing spots. Um, and, and rookie draft stuff. This is a draft that I had not, I've not a single pick in this draft. This is the DGen 4 Dynasty Degenerate League number four. We, or Way, or we had had six of the picks. Yeah. Did not have the 101. Kaboom took Brees Hall at 101. Then it went Walker. Uh, we went, had four in a row Walker, London, Wilson, Jamison Williams. Kenny Pickett goes 106, where I feel like that's kind of like the sweet spot for Kenny Pickett. Sure. Olave Burks, Sky Moore at number nine, and then Pickens 110, Dotson 
and James Cook rounds out the first round. Yeah, James Cook. I, I didn't took- pay attention to James Cook going uh, in the second round. I mean, it was the last, you know, the pick thirty-one, but still, second round I, draft I capital. Picked, I picked uh, James Cook at one eleven in TA four. So I'm fine. Oh, Isaiah Spiller. This is a fourteen-team league. Isaiah uh-huh. Spiller went went um, with the two hundred one. So the, he went with the fifteenth pick overall. Yeah, fifteenth overall. Yeah, it went, it went okay. So the, the 13, 14, 15, 16, Watson, McBride, Spiller, Rashad White. See, I had 20, 20 times out of 20, I want Rashad White. You love that Tampa Bay spot. He's got to learn how to pass block because Tom Brady doesn't fucking play around with those guys. Yeah, he ain't going to play. He's not going to play this year. Lenny's going to play this year. You think you like Rashad White for next year? I think it's his job next year. He's a, he's a much better athlete than, than Isaiah Spiller. He's, also a really good pass catcher. End of Maybe round three, which is still solid a, enough. Any, yeah, it's a solid. It's a so with running backs, I feel like you have to remove the first round when it comes to draft capital. You know, celebration. Uh, second round is like a first round running back. Third round is like a second round running back. That's how running backs should be kind of. That's fair, but then third round, anything after the third, so fourth and if a day three pick is a uh, man, whatever, you're a backup. Yeah, you're supposed to be a backup yeah. almost, and, and you got to show your stuff. You got to really step it up if you're a fourth rounder. Yeah, it just is what it is. You're going to get the anomalies that pop out, but other than that, it's not anything crazy. But I, I did a trade. Let's hear it. Let's get back to it. So I made a. It was a cold offer. I did not make it. I received the offer and immediately was like, I'm taking this. I gave up. Gabe Davis, thank goodness, and a 2023 second for Rashad Bateman. You gave up a what? A 2023 second and Gabe Davis for Rashad Bateman. 2023 second Gabe Davis for Rashad Bateman. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. I think I disagree with do that. Do you one. like Gabe Davis? I like the I like the combination of the 2023 second and Gabe Davis. No, no, I like Rashad Bateman. Which one do you want? Which side do you want? I think I want Rashad Bateman's side. I think I don't even think it's close. Gabe Davis yeah. is a nothing for me. Literally a nothing. No, we've been waiting for Gabe Davis forever. For and two years now, we've been waiting for Gabe Davis because he's it's his, he's going into his third year. They he took Khalil Shakur. They spent some draft capital on him. Who? The Bills. They spent gap, draft capital on who? Khalil Shakur. Oh, oh, yeah. But, I mean, who, who cares? It doesn't matter. All I know is that we're two years in and Gabe Davis still hasn't cleared 600 yards on season. I don't give a shit about who they brought in. He's already proving he's not going to get it. Like he's not going to be the guy. So he's like a wide receiver five, six. So it's for me, it was essentially because Gabe Davis's trade value has tanked too. You know, the, the instant 200 yard, four touchdown hype died a long time ago. So for me, it was basically Bateman for a 23 second. And I'm doing that 10 times out of 10. Yeah. I got Gabe Davis thrown in on a deal a while back, and it worked out great because then someone wanted him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care about the Gabe Davis. I'd rather have the wide receiver that has no competition for targets outside of the tight end. Yeah, I got – you know what I did? Uh, this is what I did to get Gabe Davis. I was giving up my 2023 first for Tua. And I got Gabe Davis thrown in. So yeah, and then I turned, yeah, and then I turned Gabe Davis and twenty three second into Rashad Bateman. The angry sports couple is not. Um, they would take that deal because him is a big uh, Gabe Davis guy. Well, I mean, I can't help them. But hey, by the way, did you know they started a podcast? I do. Yeah, I haven't yeah. listened yet, uh, but yeah. I will. Yeah, them and uh, Ek Baller. They're in. I'm in. The, I'm in the. Uh, we're in the. We're all in a league together. Ek. Yeah. He's the one I got Watson off of. Who I, you know, eventually flip, which I'm still excited about. Um, I'm happy about flipping Deshaun. You guys know the drill. If you want to be in the listener league, uh, yes. Hit me up. Yeah. Actually, you know this. This week might be the league to hit Larry up, since I'll be sitting in a hospital waiting on little Junior to arrive. Yeah. Run DFF's having a baby. I'm gonna drop a country episode. Probably so. I'm pretty busy the rest of the week, so I could. I mean, I already dropped an episode the other day, so I could probably drop this episode. I don't know when I'm going to go around to editing this tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to a rehearsal dinner for a wedding. Friday's yeah. the wedding. Saturday's the another party that is. You um, guys do a lot of social events. I don't have that many friends. That's well, this is, this, is a, this is my cousin. This is like a family. The wedding. I have a yeah. So tomorrow, I'm in the wedding. I'm walking my aunt down the aisle. 
fancy suit we call those ushers down here i'm an usher no yeah. no i'm in the wedding i'm standing next to the groom oh also. okay so you're yeah. a groomsman i'm a groom i'm a groomsman so my my cousin who lives in london he doesn't have anybody to like you know stand in with him so i'm standing in as like a groomsman does that make any sense sure yeah whatever man so it's fucking gonna be good got, uh, so i'm gonna be getting bar. all torn up all week i'm getting torn up all week the answer in here is is it an open bar of course it is then game on perfect yeah. love the way i once went to a wedding that had no alcohol larry what it's fucking terrible that does, that's not a wedding it was awful and that i told my wife sense, there man. is absolutely no way this is we were we were dating at the time i said there's absolutely no way I'm having a wedding without a bar. This Doesn't is the dumbest shit. I was in an upstate wedding, upstate New York, uh, in the Rochester area, Buffalo Bill country. Uh, an upstate wedding, they closed the bar down for like an hour, an hour and a half or whatever. So I just start dating my wife. She takes me to this wedding. Oh, no. We just start dating. This is a great story. You got belligerent, didn't you? you she brings me that. up. She brings me up to upstate New York. It's my first time meeting her college friends, like a college friend wedding. Yep. She went to Binghamton. So the, I, I see a sign, bar closes for X amount, blah, 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 blah. So the bar's closing in like five minutes. I go to the bar and I grab, I'm like, give me five beers and two glasses of wine. So I'm walking back with my, um, every finger in my, each hand is like holding something. Like, I'm just like. <laughs> and and one of my wife's friends looks at me and and i'm like i'm just like yeah hell yeah and and my wife is looking at me mortified like oh my god i can't believe you're, you're acting like this in front of my friends and i'm and i'm just like the bar's fucking closing at a wedding this doesn't make any fucking sense this is <laughs> like yeah i've ever heard in my life of course you stock up hello you know long story short so I'm, I hide, I put everything underneath the table. So everything's like between my legs, like hiding it, you know, because God forbid. So next thing you know, the, the guy at our table, like one of like her main, one of like the leaders of the posse at the table was just like, hey, man, can I have one of your beers? <laughs> yeah. of, course, of course he says that. Get the fuck out of here. You're, Come on. You're like the squirrel. You're like the squirrel who prepared for winter. Yeah. And then, and then there's a bird coming around. The bar fucking closing and in the middle of a wedding? Yeah, let, nope. let me sit around and twiddle my thumbs for a fucking hour and a half. Come on. Doesn't make any sense. So yeah, I got into a it was, I got into a brawl. I mean, I should have known, you know, what I was getting myself into at this point in time. But yeah, big brawl with my wife over the fact that I rolled I rolled into her friend like looked at me and like her jaw dropped. Oh my god, I can't believe you have so many beers in there. And uh here I am saving the day. You know, that's how that's how I roll. That's how I will roll on Friday. You're ready. You're ready to share with everybody. No judgment zone, dude. Mm. No, well, yeah. this is a Jersey Shore. But this will be a Jersey Shore wedding. Oh my goodness! So we'll be raging. Yeah, at a fancy, fancy place. Make sure you GTL. No, it's not like that type of Jersey Shore, man. Those folks are all. Those folks, first of all, those folks are all from like Staten Island, New York. Right, right, right. They come down to the shore. Yeah, yeah. they just come and. Just like I don't know, they just added to the, the Guido type of fucking bullshit. But yeah, it's good, man. So my cousin who lives in London married a guy from is marrying a guy from uh, South Africa. So that it's not like a rehearsal dinner; it's like a meet and greet. They're calling it. Yeah, because they're, because no I guess there's nothing to rehearse because it's not like a like I don't know whatever. But I have a room tomorrow night, so I'll be without the wife and kids tomorrow. Holy oh shit. Yeah, I cannot wait because having two kids, my friend, is not what you are thinking. <laughs> it I is exactly too much. Is. I, I got a pretty good idea what it is. No too sleep. much, dude. No sleep trying to chase the three-year-old around and keep the uh, newborn okay, alive. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm terrified of dude. how little sleep I'm going to get. I, I have no illusions that I'm going to be you know, just perfectly fine and things are going to stay status quo. No illusions of that. I don't know how you're going to run, man. How are you running? How are you going to be running? I will find time to do the things that keep me healthy. I'm like 20 pounds heavier. I gave up because you give up at some point. You're just like, fuck this. I'm just going to fucking just going to fucking be unhealthy and sit around and not do anything. That's where I'm at right now. I'll get my act together. But right now I'm just a fucking pile of hot garbage. No, I got I just have to keep rolling. No no taking the foot off the gas. I got a goal to no be way. under. No way. You're the night guy, right? Larry, you're you're completely wrong about all of this. There's it's no so way to run 
It is absolutely easy to find an hour to run. Can't do that. I don't you're know what to tell you. You're exhausted. You're going to be too tired for that shit. How much money do you want to put on this, Larry? You think I don't know how much money you're willing to bet, but it's gonna be it's gonna be money you're giving away. Well, you I have to find time for yourself, including right. exercise. Listen, and I'll sign up go. for the FC Eliminator. If you uh, are in the Ukraine, I want you to be in our Eliminator. I'll pay your if you're in the Ukraine, I will pay the, the Eliminator is just to sign up. You don't have to pay anything. Yeah, it's but a, I will, it's a donation, I will donate, voluntary donation, folks. I will voluntarily donate any kind of money for our ukrainian listeners because we have them and that is amazing so what i want to do yeah if you're in australia we have australia listeners we have iran you want to hear some international listeners that we have that have sure. that have downloaded the pod in the last 11 days we have listeners in the ukraine sweden iran ireland austria france germany puerto rico denmark the bahamas mexico australia the uk canada you know what i'm gonna need the person in the bahamas to invite us to come and hang out (laughs) damn it these are international listeners guys i want to meet you i want you to get in our eliminator and let's talk some smack. And if you want a longer challenge, join the Listener League. Oh, yeah, that too. Let's do it. Those are our international listeners in the last 11 days. That's awesome. amazing. I mean, if I did all time, we'd be, there's like some crazy stuff, man. It's like some crazy stuff. But yeah, the last um, week and a half, I love the fact that we have Iranian listeners and Swedish listeners and Austria, France, Germany, Denmark, Puerto Rico. Well, we know who the Denmark listener is, right? He's in the listener league already. Like yeah, he, he's, he will be in the next. Manolo from Denmark will be in the 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 second copy or the is it the first copy? I guess it's the first copy because yeah. there is if you just have one, there's no copy. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie draft season right now, yeah. cherry season coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's turn it up. Baby run DFF. There's a baby on the way. He's gonna be shitting his pants. Oh, next We're week tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Nasty High One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers. Talking dynasty football, baby.